It's a good show. I'm Mitchell Froome, and you're listening to Radio 8-Ball with Andras Jones. We're Radio 8-Ball. Give us a shake. We're here in the studio. Tempting fate. Questions to the songs which we will randomly select Here with the help of our friend Synchronicity And now it's time for the Radio 8 Ball Show Welcome to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions, like picking musical tarot cards. I am your host, Andras Jones, and for today's musical divinations, we are joined in the studio providing our oracle fodder, Don Heffington. Welcome, Don. Yeah, thank you. It's great to have you here in the realm of the pop oracle. And who have you brought with uh, with you to we, accompany We you? got Dominic Genova on uh, Upright Bass. Dominic Genova. Welcome Contra to Radio 8 Ball, Dominic. Thank you. <laughs> and let's see. Well, we were going to be joined by some illustrious folks who are going to be asking the questions on this show. We're going to have the return of Paul Zolo. All right. We have Amy Allison. Daughter go. to the great Mose Allison and a singer-songwriter, a performer in her own right, Dave Alvin. The two of them are both going to be on the Mose Allison record that your tribute that you're you're currently working on. We're going to be talking about a, a fair amount. Jill Markey, an artist who has collaborated with you on album covers. That's right. And Paul Bodie, a man who... Uh, probably needs no introduction, but we'll get plenty of them. <laughs> and, He's uh, been around. And then the return of one of our favorites, Chuck E. Weiss. Charles. And you have eight songs on the board. Would you mind playing some music so I can read your eight songs? Yeah. Song number one, listening for the beat. Song number two, everywhere I look. Song number three, flying over Flagstaff. Song number four, Avenue C. Song number five, time to drink whiskey. Song number six, fired again. Song number seven, kiss the moon goodbye. And song number eight, medley. Those are the eight songs that are going to be the oracle fodder for our musical divinations. And as those who, oh, you know what? We didn't even do this. We need to have you write down your question, Don. Would you mind writing down your question for us? I'll write it down. You right got a now. pen right there? Yeah. Uh, yeah. There you go. Okay. Simple enough. Cool. Now I'm not going to look at it. So, now, as if... We didn't just stop the tape and start it up. Here we have Don Heffington's question, and for the paper fetishists who will tune in to hear this part of the show, we've got this saved up right here. We will open that at the end of the show. That will be answered by the last song on the board. Throughout the show, we're going to get the questions from the guests we mentioned before. And the first question, as always, comes from the host. And 
fans of the show will know that my questions tend to, you know, I used to say that they drive the show into the ditch. But then I realized <laughs> that that uncomfortable questions are just as much the fodder for the Oracle as great songs. They exactly. sort of go together. And so my question has to do with something that I've been encountering a lot in I uh, I said in, uh, in an episode of the show we did with Feisty Heart, a great band, that one of the things that that the, my goal for the show is to foster intelligence. And by intelligence, I don't mean knowing things. I mean actually the willingness not to know things, the willingness to always be in figuring out mode, even about things that you know that are true. You know, it doesn't mean like you have to question things that are true, but you can still sort of look more deeply into it. Like, yes, gravity exists. I'm not going to argue with that. It's a theory. But though, how? It's a theory. Tell, yeah, tell me. Yeah. Let's, let's learn more about it. Let's, <laughs> let's be intelligent about it as opposed to just like, yeah, gravity exists and fuck you. Yeah, but you don't want to bring us down either. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> exactly. Sugar boom. <laughs> so that's good. So, so I am constantly, I think we all are, encountering things, especially in the world in which we live right now, where we're told things that are just not true as if they are, and then expected to believe them and take them as if they're true. And while that's frustrating when it comes from people you don't agree with, you know, obviously, we there are politicians and people who are out there saying just completely inane things that were that, and telling us that they're true, and we know they're not, and that's terrifying. But one of the things that really gets stuck in my craw is when people who are maybe closer to me, people who live in my town or... We're, travel in the same scene that I do, who are on the same side of the political spectrum as I am, who then come at me with sort of, with statements that are full of cognitive dissonance. And one of the big ones that I feel like I'm going to be, na I navigated for the last four years and I'm going to be navigating for the next four years is this idea about third party voters. People are so angry at third party voters and they say third party voters as if third-party voters are the reason that we have Donald Trump. And they'll say this to people who are third-party voters in states like California or New York or Massachusetts or Washington or Oregon, most of the places where I play or where I live in Washington and all the people that I, most people I talk to. And we'll have uh -huh. people who are just like screaming at a, a, a third-party voter from California, you're the reason that Donald Trump is elected. And there's just... All right. In order to believe that, you have to believe that votes have a magical power beyond their being counted. Because if California went blue, then there's no one in California who is responsible for some other state going red. No, it's a moot question. It's shouted at, like, it's just, it's, and it's so, it feels like it's so divisive and it makes my head hurt. And I don't know how to, and I don't, I don't want to have to argue with my friends. And I don't want, and I especially don't want those arguments to become so heated that we, yeah, that we don't, that we don't trust each other anymore. That we aren't mm -hmm. united is as in our social, no, right. true social network. So I'm, tr what I'm looking for is I'm looking for from the pop oracle. I'm looking for some guidance, particularly in how to address, address this one question because it's such a. I feel like it's such a big one. There's so many people who, again, are close to my side politically. Who say a lot? Who like are very, very angry at third-party voters? Not so. Not talking so much about internet, interstate cross-check, or about 
other things that are systematic that you could address, but blaming individuals and blaming their neighbors for something their neighbors couldn't have anything to do with. And I think that's really, really negative and dangerous. And I want to address it in a way that doesn't make things hotter and more dangerous, that maybe just makes people see, well, yeah, that's math. Like, it's not, we're not arguing about a philosophical thing. It's just... I can't, you know, we can't, there's, there's, if you were in Michigan. Well, they probably are arguing about a philosophical thing, though. Right? Yeah, but again, it's a, it's, it's if it's a, a philosophical. Them, yeah, yeah right? but then it's sort of like saying, if you didn't believe enough, if you only believed enough, we would have had a different outcome. Right. And it's sort of, it's, it's, a, it's magical thinking. It's the same kind of thinking that denies science. And I just feel like that's the other side's business. Our side's business is in math and science and reality so okay not right. and i and i and i i thought a lot about actually saying the names of some of the people who i'm having these arguments with but i i don't i don't say i want to say that this is intelligent this is intelligence this is some hard won wisdom i think that i haven't i just want to pat myself on the back because otherwise i might say it later so i need to get that out of the way now i can't i've burned my bridge i can't mention their <laughs> names so now to engage the pop oracle, Marshall, Marshall Thompson. By the way, Marshall Thompson from Radio 8 Band, he's back in the house after a, a, a sojourn away. Would you like to give me the uh, give me the Radio 8 Ball Wheel of 8 music? Okay, so now to engage the pop oracle, I'm going to spin the Wheel of 8. Na, 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 na. Song number seven, Kiss the Moon Goodbye. All right. Well, this should answer all your questions, I'm sure. There's already a sync with this that I can't wait to tell you about. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, okay. Uh, should I mention who wrote this song with me? Or yeah, yeah. Okay. I wrote this with Ann Harvey a long time ago. She's gone but not forgotten. And uh, so we wrote this together back in the day. One, two, three, two, two. Tonight I looked into the sky And I saw your face in the moon There's no need to speak of the reasons why We both know how I'll be leaving soon oh, I wish that I could change your heart But I've lived too long And I know not to try So I'll wrap my arms Around the stars tonight And kiss the moon goodbye Last night I heard a church bell ring For the souls who've never been free Like a song I always knew you'd sing But the words were never for me oh, I wish that I 
change your heart But I've lived too long And I know not to try So I'll wrap my arms around the stars tonight And kiss the moon goodbye And I know not to try So I'll wrap my arms around the stars tonight And kiss the moon goodbye Yes, I'll wrap my arms around the stars tonight And kiss the moon goodbye Beautiful. Well, we got through that one. Kiss the moon goodbye. So that was the answer to my question, looking for how to uh, navigate the situation when someone comes at me with something that is that I feel like is uh, contrary to facts. And it's a Kiss it off, man. Fashion. Kiss it off. Yeah, there's, there's, there's what some... you going to do, man? People are people. You can't change it. Yeah, well... It ain't getting any better. So, uh, <laughs> so, well, tell us a little bit about the background of that song. The background of that song, uh, my friend Ann Harvey was working on that song, and I said, I love that song. Finish it up. And she said, why don't you finish it? And I said, I don't know why she said that, but I said, okay. So I finished it up, changed the melody a bit, I changed the chorus, did this and that to it, added a verse. And, Which was uh, your verse? Last night I heard a church bell ring was specifically mine. There's other little changes in there. Now, I, I forgive me if this is if this some some songwriters get bummed when when you notice uh, hints of other songwriters in their stuff and some some people. So forgive what? me if this is. But that no, last night I heard a church <laughs> bell ring. That reminds me. Isn't there a Dylan? It reminds me of a Dylan line. I know you've worked with Dylan, so I was wondering if that was like a conscious. He reference. never mentioned it to me. I don't know. Like it's, I think it's like something off of uh, Oh Mercy, maybe. But... I don't know. Ring them bells. Is yeah, that on I think there? last night I heard a church. That's bell a stretch, but yeah, maybe it was uh... on. It might have been on Man in the Dark. In the I don't know. I don't know that record. That anyway, um, that's just I was just my way of mentioning to the audience that you've played with Bob Dylan. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That was smooth. <laughs> Empire Burlesque. Great record. Great record. Knocked Out Loaded, the, to- the title of which I've always loved. Oh, it is a great title. <laughs> it is a great title. So, uh, so well, I have an idea. First of all, there's a tremendous sync in that my father uh, was a dream psychologist, wrote many books. He, his uh, dream seminars definitely inform what we do with Radio 8 Ball. I've talked about it a lot on the show. And the last book that he was working on was a book called In Dreams We Kiss Ourselves Goodbye. Oh, wow. Which feels very linked up with Kiss the Moon Goodbye. That's your father-in-law? My father. Your father? My father. Oh, really? Wow. I mean, legally, he was my father as well. But, you know, you don't usually make that proviso for the actual father. But anyway, 
back in the day, one of the songs that I played a lot with my band, sort of like on one of our band's hits, my band, Mr. Jones and the Previous, that I had with Marshall, was a song called Message for the Moon. Uh-huh. So moons and kissing the kissing ourselves goodbye and all that, that there, was, there was just something that was just like, even when I saw that song on the list, I was like, oh, I wonder if that's going to come up. So that that came up for my question there you go. is is really great. And then there were a lot of lines in this, like, I wish I, that I could change your heart, but I've lived too long and I know not to try. Now that's wisdom. That's, that's mm-hmm. the, as opposed to intelligence. That's, that's just, I, it takes, you got to beat your head against a wall enough times till you get wise on it. You're like, oh, okay. And maybe I still haven't, that's still an area where I have to learn. And then, so I'll wrap my arms around the stars tonight, which is what I'm, which is what I do with Radio 8 Ball. I get to have these stars come onto my show and I wrap my arms around them. And that's right. like where I find my <laughs> intelligence and my peace and my actual connection with people. Right. And then the idea of kiss the moon goodbye. I just see these guys like, I just see like, kiss my ass. <laughs> I'm sure in a very poetic way, like that's how Shakespeare would say, "Kiss my ass." Kiss thy moon goodbye, good sir. Kiss Uh, thy moon goodbye. (laughs) So that's good. So I thought that all that was that was all all really beautiful uh, and a great, you know. I listeners get ready because we're gonna have a week, a whole week of this music, one every day, one of these questions, and we have questions coming from great people. Thanks a lot for answering my question with that beautiful song. My pleasure. Thanks for listening to Radio 8 Ball. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher and check out our website and the links provided for info about past and future shows on the Radio 8 blog, our ongoing Patreon campaign, and where you can download our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the Pop Oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed in the history of Radio 8 Ball. I hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. And until next time, I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio Show. It's a good show!